Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good day to all my fantastic international listeners listeners out there. I am so happy that you have tuned into my show. This is Teresa E. Keeves, and I'm the host for Here's Teresa, broadcasting on the GreatTalkZone.com internet radio. And I hope all of you out there are doing just great and filled with positive vim and vitality for not only this day, but for your whole life. I am doing just great. I am alive and well and filled with positiveness and excitement for this day, especially as I will be talking to you, my fabulous international listeners. Is all I can say regarding the outlandish temperatures in this country, especially since the last time that you and I talked. Um, here in the Southwest, wow, wow, wow. We have been steadily in the triple digits, like you know, more than 103 and 104. I'm talking about 111 to 118 consistently. Like when you walk outside, you guys, it's like an oven, dangerously hot, difficulty breathing. I was just um, telling my engineer, the fabulous Dave, shout out to Dave, um, that it's so hot you can hardly breathe. And uh, for many, it, it's difficult and you have to stay inside. You know, it's, it's dangerous. And... um I also, you know, California, I want to talk just a little bit about California still battling this wildfires and he, and the heat as well. And I pray that God give them what they need. And Japan and Spain and Korea are baking uh, high in temps as well. So listen, I have a related question for you, um, which is, you know, I was discussing this with another gentleman, you know, and what is the difference in someone saying that this is global warming or it's climate change? Now, um, some people say that it's not global warming, it's climate change. Some people say it's not climate change, it's global warming. Well, the dictionary uh, definition for climate change is a change in global or regional climate patterns, in particular, um, a change apparent from the mid to late 20th century onwards and attributed largely to the increased levels of atmospheric carbon dioxide produced by the use of fossil fuels. Now, global warming definition is a gradual increase in the overall temperature of the Earth's atmosphere, generally attributed to the greenhouse effect caused by increased levels of carbon dioxide, chlorofluorocarbons, and other pollutants. Now, to me, there is no difference. It is the same thing as they both attribute, you know, increase of, um, you know, the carbon dioxide as a culprit, some say it's just Mother Nature. Um, you know, Trump even say that this is, this is nothing happening. It's just a hoax. <laughs> the truth of the matter is that something huge and something scary is happening to our environment. Our ecosystem is truly off balance or Mother Nature, as some will call it, is not having a good time right now. Whichever way, I do believe, listeners, that we can help, you know, and and or revert some of the hot gases that has taken negative effects on this world. You know, do you guys remember when there, 
you know, in L.A. some years ago, it was this cloud just hanging over L.A. And then there were some reports that they even sent some something up there, some fans or whatever, you know, to try to move the, the cloud that was hanging there. And it never went anywhere. However, when they implemented um, restrictions on um, the automobile industry and um, making sure that they were doing the things that they needed to do for emissions and things, it went away. Okay, and I do believe it was some kind of cloud or something over some parts of another portion of our country. And they and as I'm saying, when when all of these things were implemented, it went away. So that just goes to show you. okay, it just goes to show you that it can be cleared. So I'm saying let's be realistic okay this planet you all is all we have it's not like okay i'm going to take a train over to such and such just be more cognizant for example about what we can do you know um as as the populace here and making you know an overall to make this planet better than more safer and peaceful okay here i go Vote, 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 vote. That's right. I now have a tune talking about voting. Okay. Yes, I am singing this song and I'm going to be singing it until the midterm elections because it is so important, listeners. You know, just let me give you some uh, brief information. The 2018 United um, States elections will mostly be held on Tuesday, November 6, 2018. These midterm elections will take place in the middle of Republican President Donald Trump's term. All 435 seats in the United States House of Representatives and 35 of the 100 seats in the United States Senate will be contested. This is reported by Wikipedia, United States Elections 2018. Now, I want to say that uh, there are elections going on right now, like the special special election in Ohio between O'Connor and Balderson. And I'm sure that you heard that the race is tied and that the powers to be are not, you know, they're, you know, they're, they have claimed a winner, but, you know, they're saying in Ohio, no, because we have ballots that have not been counted yet. Here in Arizona, we have elections coming up, I believe on the 27th of this month. Now, there is a lot going on, listeners, and and you should, I would hope you would want to be a part of it. You know, like Michael Jackson saying, you know, make this and make that change. I would like for you to be a part of it. I would like for you to be. It's very, very important what is going on in our democracy right now. However, it is your choice. Okay. So if you are all in for voting regarding the upcoming mid-elections, I'm asking that you study the candidates, know your polling places, know the time that they open and close, and vote, 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 and vote. Okay. As usual, we will have a lot to talk about with my guest, the world's best mental health therapist, Rachel C. Campbell. Okay. And um, here are the topics that we're going to be talking about. The dinner table conversation is, are you allowing insignificant people to stop your blessings? So now the NRA is in trouble, financial trouble. Oh, well, at risk mothers and childbirth. Do you know what's really happening? This is AT&T having a possible strike. Making America kind again. Was it ever? LeBron James, you are fabulous. I will be bringing my guest on here momentarily, but 
I want to discuss with you the dinner table conversation topic first, which is, are you allowing insignificant people to stop your blessings? Joel Olstein recently talked about this during his sermon. He um, aired a sermon. This was back in July of 2018. He said in part that insignificant people are those who intentionally want to stop you from, achieve, from achieving your, your best in life. Now, I'm saying that these people can be relatives, a teacher, a so-called friend, even a parent, as they recognize that you are not like them. Know these individuals can tell that you are a striver for moving forward and upward in your life. Now, unfortunately, this is something that isn't liked because by these, you know, people, because they are stuck for whatever the reason or reasons that they're stuck. And a lot of them want to be stuck. Now, you will ask your question, well, why are these people in your life? Well, Joel says that they are there because they are to serve as a distraction and that they are nothing but noise to get you distracted from achieving your goals in life. So what do you do when you encounter individuals, listeners like this in your life? Well, one thing Joel stated in the sermon is that perhaps God has ordained them. These annoying, distracting people to teach you something that can inspire you and or catapult you to your God-given destiny. Now, don't argue or fight with these people because this is what they want you to do. They want you to get in some entanglement to get you off of your kilter, to get you off of your access so that you will not go forward and achieve your goals. It is a waste of our most precious commodity listeners altogether, which is time. So now I'm saying instead, keep moving on to completing that master's degree, to purchasing that home for your family, to acquiring that bachelor's of science degree, to getting the training that's needed for promotion on your job, starting a business. Don't allow the negative chatter to get you off your track. I feel this is an important topic, listeners, particularly with all the negative reports from the news, the violence that seems to be constant in our country, which can by itself be a distraction. And as usual, if you this is a topic that you do not want to discuss at your dinner table, please feel free to uh, come up with a, a topic or topics of your choice. The whole thing is to get the family together, sit down and have a conversation. It will be fantastic. Everybody will learn a lot and it is, it is, it's just something great. Okay. Now I'm going to bring on my guest right now. He is the world's best mental health therapist. He is my brother. He's a fantastic individual and he's standing by ready to talk with us. Good morning, Reginald. Hey, good morning. Uh, actually I was standing, but now I'm sitting by, but, uh, either oh. way, I'm here. <laughs> standing, hey, that doesn't matter, you know, I'm here. All right, then that's what that's that's what matters. So listen, let's get right into it. All right. So here's the first thing we're going to talk about, our original. So now the NRA is in financial trouble. Oh well, 
Now, the Rolling Rolling Stones, Tim Dickinson, reported um, in part, listeners, that the National Rifle Association warns that it is in grave financial jeopardy, according to a recent court filing obtained by Rolling Stones, and that it could soon be unable to exist or pursue its advocacy mission. The reason, according to the NRA filing, it is is. Is not its deep entanglement with alleged Russian agents like Maria Butina. Instead, the gun group has been suing New York Governor Andrew Cuomo and the state's financial regulator since May, claiming that the NRA has been subject to a state-led uh, blacklisting campaign that has inflicted tens of millions of dollars in damages. Now, in the new document, an amended complaint filed in the U.S. District Court in late July, the NRA says it cannot assess financial services essential to its operations and is facing irrevocable loss and irreparable harm. Now, especially the NRA warns that it has lost insurance coverage, endangering day-to-day um uh, operations. Now, this insurance coverage is necessary for the NRA to continue its existence. The, com- uh, the complaint reads, listeners, without general liability, it asks the NRA cannot maintain this physical premise, convene off-site meetings and events, operate educational programs, Reginald, or hold rallies, conventions, and assemblies. I'm really crying here, okay? Now, in addition... Reginald, it says that the NRA inability to obtain insurance in connection with media liability raises risk that are especially acute if insurers remain afraid to transact with the NRA, that there is a substantial risk that NRA TV will be forced to cease operating. Oh, and the group also warns it could be forced to cease circulations of various print publications and magazines. Your thoughts, Reginald? Oh, I'm sorry. I was just, I was, uh, I was just taking a break from 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 crying and, and laughing at the same time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're complaining and talking like they're some viable organization and operation that's needed for the betterment of society and people. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) They're not. What what would we lose? Well, I know what we would lose, but what would we lose if the NRA ceased to exist? Hello. What would we lose? So, you know, yeah, insurance companies don't want to be involved. Who wants to be involved in this entanglement, in this train that's coming down the track? You, You know, you look at a... Uh, you know, in the tunnel, and you see the just the light, you know, of that train, and that light is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So that's why insurance companies and a lot of them are jumping off the track. You know, heck, even rats jump off a sinking ship. So you have all these things with the NRA, this so-called American organization that in, in collusion. Oh, there's that word, collusion. So, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's just absolutely so. I'm not shedding any crocodile tears for the <laughs> NRA. The ugly things that they have said and done, and and you know, to to hurt uh, Democratic um, candidates or any or anyone who goes against them. So the chickens are coming home to roost. 
you know, you it's, again, exactly. if it ceased to exist, what would we be missing? Exactly. And in addition, you know, as, as you and my listeners know, um, I do have this, this, uh, statement that I make and I'm going to say it again. Nothing lasts forever but God's love. Okay. And that we are in the midst of resurrecting, a, um, a number of wrong things that are happening in our world. Okay. That this is God's world. It's not the NRA world. Uh, a couple other things, Reginald. In addition to its insurance troubles, the NRA court filing also claims that abuses by Cuomo and the New York State Department of Financial Services will imminently deprive the NRA of basic bank depository services and other financial services essential to the NRA's corporate existence. Now, the lawsuit stems from actions taken by New York financial regulators to halt the sale of an illegal NRA-branded insurance policy, Reginald. Okay? The NRA actively marketed CarryGuard, a policy to reimburse members, get this, for legal costs incurred after firing a legal gun. In May, the state of New York found that CarryGuard unlawfully provided liability insurance, Reginald, to gun owners for certain acts of intentional wrongdoing. Now, the NRA's insurance partners agreed to stop selling the policies and pay a $7 million fine. Okay, so what what I'm saying, Reginald and my listeners, that I love it, okay, this is something that is, is, you know, blasted on the news media. And this is something that needs to be blasted on the news media. Because I was thinking, you know, like the NRA is, you know, pretty quiet and whatever. This is an organization, as Reginald has said, uh, what is the usefulness um, of this organization that is going to catapult man to being better, to growing, to learning and things like this? You know, they always want to harp, Reginald, on, you know, the Second Amendment right I, you know, I, you know, I hear that so much, Reginald. I'm asking, do people even know what the Second Amendment right is, what it says, what it starts off with? They're always saying it. You know, have they ever read it? You know, you know what I'm saying, Reginald? Do they know what it, what it, what it is, what it's saying, you know, um, for the people, you know, in the country? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm sure the majority of them have not read it and have no intentions of reading it. And they're just relying on the NRA and 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 uh, uh, Fox News and Trump to tell them what it is. And the majority of them probably haven't read it either. Now we know damn well Trump hasn't read it because he doesn't read Hello. it. Hello. So thank you. Uh, you know, so this one of these um, more low information voters who they're counting on mm-hmm. to uh, uh, you know tell them. You know, it basically, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what to think, and that's, and mm-hmm. that's what it is. You know, I'll tell you what to what to think. Stupid Rush Limbaugh mm-hmm. said that once uh, on on his program. I'll tell you what to think, and think. This, mm-hmm. this, this, this is what what they do. You know, you have an mm-hmm. idiot like Rush Limbaugh telling somebody what what to think. You know, so mm-hmm. so it's time for these bully organizations, these bully people. Again, the chickens are coming home to roost. And, I love it. Uh, you know, what, again, what would we lose if the NRA became defunct? You know, we would lose, and, yeah, we and, would lose, we would, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead. You, you know, and, and then this so called all American organization that's in collusion with the Russians, that in itself should make people's heads spin. But unfortunately, 
they don't care. You know, they don't, mm-hmm. they, they, they don't care, but, um, uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's about time. It's about time that, uh, some changes have been made and, and brought these organizations like this to their knees. Exactly. This is a good thing. This is, uh, something that, as I said, um, I learned a long time ago that, you know, everything is energy, whether it's good or bad. This is thoughts that I'm talking about, uh, listeners. So all of this energy, <clears throat> excuse me, all of this energy has to go somewhere. All right. We've been having a lot of bad energy in our country. This is not to say we don't have good energy. Right now I'm talking about the bad energy and it's been an, it's seemingly been an overabundance of it. And if we can, and if we can detour and or get rid of something that is bad, I say that that is a good thing. You know, it's like, you know, the cream is rising to the top. I like it. And just to piggyback very quickly, I'm going to move on to the next subject um, of what you said about Rush Limbaugh. When I was closing my program last week, I told people I, I read a, a, you know, a thing about, um, it, you know, you, you, you know, that you should be, you know, what what to think versus how to think. You know, we need to know how to think, not what to think. You're going to just sit there and listen to somebody tell you what you should think. That's that's not a good thing. Okay, thank you, Rachel, for that. Now let's move on to our next um, topic, which is at-risk mothers in childbirth, reported by Aaron Moriarty, Mir Moriarty on CBS Sunday News eight five twenty eighteen. I just love CBS Morning News. It says in part, um, you know, this country is now known as the only industrialized country where rates of maternal deaths are increased and not decreasing. So the report says that young women have a higher risk of dying during childbirth than mo- than their mothers did. I'm just saying wow about that original. It says that 60% of the deaths in the United States are preventable. This country is rated 46 when it comes to maternal mortality. How devastating is this, listeners and Reginald? Statistically, this means that two women are dying every day. And near deaths are on the rise, 60,000 a year. That is beyond staggering. Now, what are some of the causations for this alarming report? Some are women are waiting later to have children and often begin their pregnancies less healthy and chronic conditions like high blood pressure, obesity, and diabetes. Excuse me. Some in the medical industry are citing the dramatic rise in C-sections, which is something that I had discussed uh, before. Having multiple C-sections are not good. Uh, the more the more you um, have, the more C-sections you have, the higher risk that are that are involved, like bleeding to death. More than half of the uh, C-sections that are done in this country regional are unnecessary and doctors do not listen to their patients when they are describing an issue they are having, according to this report. Another thing is gender discrimination uh, is one. Doctors do not listen always to their patients. And if you are a woman of color and particularly black, this report says the odds of dying in this country during childbirth are three to four times higher in this country. And it has nothing to do with access to health care or the ability to pay for your service. Now, get this. The doctor in this report, Reginald, stated that the that attending to a black, you know, when doctors are attending to a black uh, pregnant woman, they intend to believe what they are saying less 
about their symptoms. You know, when they're going in there and they're telling them that they have these symptoms, they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, well, whatever. Okay. He said that this is a common thread regarding black women. And he said, can you, you know, this is including Serena Williams, who developed pulmonary embolism during her childbirth. Another thing is lack of prenatal care for pregnant women. They go to the emergency room instead. Mothers leave the hospital too early, one to two days here. You're out of here. Goodbye. Hospitals and clinics are closing across America. Now, this is a really sad report, but I wanted to report on it because I am informative and educational to my listeners about a subject that needs to be discussed and, 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 and my listeners need to be enlightened about. And so please go to CBS Sunday News uh, website so you can hear this report in its entirety. This is staggering. Don't you think, Reginald? Well, it's it's sad. And uh, 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 first of all, I, I I love Erin Moriarty. I can remember when she got her start uh, on Channel Two in Chicago well, 25 years or so ago. And uh, actually, I had a crush on her back then. But anyway, um, oh my God, I'm, I'm just saying. Um, this, I I know. This tells me of why we should have Medicare for all across the board. This is another mm-hmm. reason why we should have Medicare for all, uh, because women are not, you know, they would be able to access the health care that they need. You know, I'm sure a lot of these women are not able to, well, you know, part of the report was, you know, people uh, cannot afford their health care or, um, you know, go a little later. And that's usually because they can't afford it or their insurance doesn't cover this or doesn't cover that. And, and Medicaid mm-hmm. for all would, would cover that. Now, I know the Republicans, the first thing you want to say, they're, they're typical thing. Well, how, well, who's going to pay for that? Well, my response to that was who's going to pay for this, this stupid tax break that, that, um, old boy gave the richest 2%. So, so who do you think is going to pay for that? Okay, but it's mm-hmm. okay to pay for a tax cut for billionaires who don't need one, but not cover health care for the populace. You need an mm-hmm. educated, you need an educated and you need a healthy populace. So again, this, for me, this report states again how important it would be to have Medicare for all, where everyone mm-hmm. is covered. And it's a shame before the eyes of God that this is the only industrialized country that does not cover their citizens medically. I mean, it's, it's, you know, yes, we're number 46. I mean, come on. All right. We're number 46. If you're going to be tooting yourself as we are the greatest nation and so forth and so on. Now, don't get it wrong. I love my country. So don't even go there. I love my country, but there's a lot of things that is wrong with it that needs to be rectified. And this is what's spurring all of the stuff that's going on in the country right now with all of the, um, uh, 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 you know, all of the um, protests and, and so forth and so on. Um, I totally agree that, you know, and, and I've always said this, that an educated and healthy and informed populace is a must. It's a must, you know, and um, it, it's a shame because I did tell a story about when I had my first child, I had the last rites twice. I mean, it's just totally 
ridiculous, okay? Because they left afterbirth in me, all right? And it and it almost took me out. That's all I'm going to say about that, you know. But um, I I just thought that this is something that um, um was very important. Um, that that listeners should know about it. It's a very uh, eloquent and informed and um, sad and um, report, but I implore you to go there so you can hear it in its entirety. And, um, you know, it's, it, as I said, it's something that's very educational, and especially if any of you listening to me are pregnant and um, thinking of, ha- you know, ha- having a baby or just want to know what's happening, this is an excellent, excellent report. Okay. Thank you for that, Reginald. Now, it was a, this is a good uh, segue when you had mentioned about tax cuts, because we're going to talk about this in my next topic is do you know what's really happening? AT&T possible strike. Now, there is a petition out on actionnetwork.org and it's and um, it states support the fight for good jobs at AT&T. So, Reginald and my listeners, it goes like this. AT&T CEO Randall Stevenson made a promise to invest in his workforce and create at least 7,000 jobs if the tax bill passed. Well, the bill did pass, as we know, Reginald. We talked about this before. And AT&T received a $20 billion windfall. But instead of creating jobs, AT&T has laid off over 8,000 workers across the country in the past few months, and the company keeps sending work to low-wage and overseas contractors, devastating families and communities across America. Now, AT&T workers are fighting back. CWA members at AT&T Midwest and AT&T's National Legacy T Division are fighting for fair union contracts and have voted to strike if necessary to secure a deal regional that guarantees good jobs, affordable health care, and a secure retirement. Now, Reginald, here's a... Um, an, an, you know, another, this is another scary story about an, an, or, an organization, a large organization, AT&T, that will just not do the right thing. What is the problem? Is it because of greed? Without a thriving society, as my brother and I just got through talking about, we have nothing, listeners. Here is the kicker that AT&T don't seem to understand, and it falls under the common sense and logic theory that I have discussed and consistently discussed and will continue to discuss on my show. If you do not, if we do not have a thriving society, you know, who's going to be, who's going to, what, what are we going to do? If AT&T do not have, you know, if they do not hire, you know, people, racial that, um, you know, they don't hire people. Here's the question. Then who's who's going to be buying your products? Do they not realize how many of the employees, you know, that work for AT&T are buying their products? You know, if, if we don't have people gainfully employed, who is going to be buying your products? Do you understand what I'm saying, Reginald? Yeah, well, you know, one, two, two quick things. One, one thing him before realized is that, you know, when he said he, he wanted his workers to be able to afford the cars that they're making. And, and I totally, you know, agree with that. These companies had no intention of, 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 um, of, of, have, of, of making more jobs, of, 
so-called trickling some of that money down to employees. They had no, they had no intention of doing that. I mean, that was just a complete ball-faced lie, you know. And mm-hmm. so they use one uh, segment, small segment of, of AT&T employees who got a $1,000 Christmas bonus, and I believe it was the next week or two, they were, they were laid off. And it's not like mm-hmm. thousands of workers received that bonus as old boy uh, Trump was standing out there talking about. It was like a, a couple hundred employees or something like that. And then they ended up getting laid off. But this is another reason why I've always been pro-union. I know it's, 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 it's popular yep. now not to be pro-union, but I've always been pro-union as a, as a mm-hmm. young guy when I was working for that Jelko Courier agency. You know, when I was 19, 20, 21 years old, I was a member of the Teamsters Union. And I was proud to be a member of the Teamsters Union. Our dad was a member of uh, the Chicago Plastering Union. It was one of the first black men to be in the Chicago Plastering Union and the, uh, in the uh, Masonry Union. Uh, Masonry Union. Uh, it's, it's because of unions, people, that we have these 40-hour work weeks, that you have paid vacation, um, that we have child labor laws. It's not because companies just felt so good and loved you so much that they were going to give you paid vacation. It was unions who went out there and struck and who went out there and organized and people went out there to fight to get these things. So, mm-hmm. so that's why. And it's, and it's now where, uh, you know, it's popular for the Republicans to talk about how, how anti-union they are and how bad unions are. And, yeah, this is a perfect example. Because if, if a company or people don't have anyone to come in and represent you, uh, this you know, they could just come and say, okay, you're out of here. Which they can do that mm-hmm. anyway because um, of, the, of the so-called right-to-work state. Which is so stupid. Where they can just say, you know what, eh, you're, you know, you're out of here, you know, in one day. So, you know, it's important yeah. that, that, that people... Uh, uh, organized. It's important that people are aware of these things. But, but uh, you know, again, these companies, they had no intention of hiring more no, people. And exactly. No, they didn't. They just had the intentions of stuffing their pockets. Like I had a discussion, um, you know, with my husband this weekend. Um, you know, we, we were looking for a package from FedEx. Now, typically, um, you know, we see FedEx and UPS trucks running up and down the street. And I just noticed because I'm awake, and this is why I say, listeners, be awake and you will notice and see a lot of the things that you should be seeing. I'm noticing that, you know, I don't see many trucks coming up and down the street making deliveries like they used to. You know, when I first started seeing them hooking these big trailers up to one another, you know, this is diminishing jobs. You know, I said to myself, hmm. Okay, this is going to have a trickle down negative effect and it's happening right now with this tax break that all of them got because of old boy sitting there in the, in the office, you know. So when um, my husband talked with the FedEx um, uh, representative, he stated to him, Reginald, that, yes, you know, they're cutting out people and that, I mean, and, and there's no need for that. You know, they just want at the end of the darn year, Reginald, instead of getting a thirty-five million dollar bonus, it's like, okay, John, now you could get seventy-five million, such and such get a hundred. It's it's all of it's all about them. The um so you know, I'm I just have been saying and also um uh listeners and, and Reginald, just notice, at least I've noticed it, you know, and my husband noticed it and others have noticed it out there, that there is a steady decline of seeing 
these trucks, meaning FedEx and UPS trucks on the road. Just just take a gander. Just take a gander about that. I was a, a member of the union and it was fantastic. And I love unions because unions make sure that the necessary checks and balances for their members, hence uh, employees of, of AT&T, railroads, FedEx, whatever, that the right thing is being done. And when they came up with this right to work state in my in my mind, you know, it's it's like, OK, you, the employee, you have a right to say, you know, I'm leaving and don't have to necessarily say why you're leaving. But it's more, I feel, to the employer's negative <laughs> you know, it's, it's more for them, Reginald, because then they can say, OK, you know, like you said, OK, you're gone and we don't really have to tell you why, you know, that's, you know, that's it. It just gives them a more opportunity to be mean and 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 cat and uh, crass. That's that's what I feel, you know. So I just I just hope that, you know, things, um, you know, things get better and uh, that these people stop losing their jobs and stuff, because think about it. Uh, people, you know, you have all of these houses that they're building and things. Who's going to be buying them, Reginald? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> who's going to be, be not only who's going to be buying the homes, but who's going to who's going to be going to the grocery store to buy food? Thank who's you. going to go to Walmart to buy Mark, a pair of socks? Target. Who's going to kids are going back to school? Who's going to buy you know shoes, socks, book bags, and all of that for 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 their kids? Uh, uh, eyeglasses, shoes, you know, on and on and on. These people who are who are already getting a thirty million dollar bonus, and now they're going to get a fifty or seventy five million dollar bonus. They're not going to go to Sears and buy a washing machine or a television. They're not going to go to the sporting goods store and buy some gym shoes for themselves or their kid. But, you know, so exactly. Uh, who they're not going to buy a new car. Uh, you know, so so they are not the ones who run the economy. It's the regular exactly. working day, everyday person who gets up every morning who has always run the American economy, not the exactly. million billionaires. Exactly. It's, it's not it. And I, and, and I say it all the time. It's just totally ridiculous. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. It's just, you know, you're going to sit there and, and swallow in the, you know, the flavor of the month, which is insanity with all of this hatred and racism going on. I mean, it's just, you know, they got so much of it going on because they don't want you to see what they're actually doing to you. <laughs> okay. What they're actually doing to you. I mean, this it's just ridiculous. Well, thank you for the original. Let's move on. I'm sorry. You, you know, I just, just want to quickly say, uh, you know, Dr. King, I was, um, uh, this weekend, I was uh, listening to a lot of speeches from Dr. King and 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 uh, President Kennedy, President Johnson, even President Eisenhower. You know, I love that kind of stuff. I you know, was going all listen to a lot of speeches. And so there was an interview uh, with Dr. King. Uh, um, he was, uh, I, I believe, it was uh, um, with, with, with the BBC, and he was talking about when he was in in in, in jail in Birmingham and. Uh, you know, he was, he got a chance to, to speak to some of the guards, you know, some of the white guards that would come and, you know, sit down and talk to him and, you know, kind of harass him, you know, as well. And so he said, you know, he would have a conversation with these people and they were, you know, telling him, well, you know, you all shouldn't be protesting. You shouldn't be doing these things, you know, this and that. So Dr. King said he asked, asked them, you know, you're, you're a guard. How, how much do you make? How much do you make a year? 
And so a gentleman told him how much he made a year. Dr. King said, you know what? You should be out there marching with us <laughs> because okay. you're making less than a lot of the Negroes slash black people that are out here protesting. So you should be right there marching with us. So it goes exactly. back to what you were saying. These companies want to do all of these things and, in the, and, and keep the racism and stuff going. And in the meantime, you're getting screwed and they're getting more bonuses. I would just like to say something that um, Margaret Chan, since she was a uh, global public health leader, she said very, very quickly, if we miss the poor, we miss the point. Okay? That's all I'm going to say, and that closed out this section. All right, let's move on to Wells, Wells, Wells. Now, this um, is a report that says hundreds of people had their homes foreclosed on after software used by Wells Fargo incorrectly denied that more in, in, incorrectly denied them mortgage modifications, Reginald. Now, this is being reported by CNN Money by Jackie Waddles on August 5th, 2018. It says in part, um, listeners, that the embattled bank revealed the issue of a regulatory filing this week and said it has set aside eight million little dollars to compensate customers affected by the glitch. OK, Wells Fargo said the computer error affected certain accounts that were undergoing the foreclosure process between April 2010 and October 2015 when the issue was corrected. About 625 customers, Reginald, were incorrectly denied a loan modification or were not offered one, even though they were qualified, according to the filing. In about 400 cases, the customers were, un, you know, ultimately foreclosed on original. They lost their homes. Now, Wells Fargo said in a statement that it was very sorry that this error occurred, and it said it was providing remediation to the affected customers by providing remediation and eight million to rectify their computer glitch to hundreds of people who lost their homes. It's a shame, my listeners. It's a shame, Reginald. When you think about the absolute reliability humans have regarding computers to think for them. Now, do you think this is enough for these individuals who were affected by this large organization's mistake, Reginald? No, I no, I don't. And again, it's Wells Fargo, you know, doing, oh my gosh. You know, here's here people who have lost their homes. You know, just think about that. Someone loses their home. They have to uproot their family. They have to, you know, the, the financial hardship, the emotional, the cognitive hardship that this family will, will go through, how it's, how it's going to affect their children cognitively. So it's a whole trickle-down thing, and, and it's a shame. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I, I get tired of hearing about some computer glitch. You know, oh, I'm sorry, it was a computer glitch. No, no, that's, that's, that's an excuse. And you're right, people do rely on computers too much. If I hear one more person say, well, you know, you can go online and you can do, well, no, I don't want to go online and do it. I want to speak to a human being. I want to sit across from a human being. Don't tell me I can go online and do such and such. Now, I understand computers have their place and it's wonderful and it's great and all of that, but they have taken the human element out of these mm-hmm. things when it comes to dealing with people. And, and, it's, and it's a shame. And, and saying I'm sorry is not enough. 
saying I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just not enough. Exactly. And here's something that um, I, you know, I want to say. You know, people always saying, you know, oh, it was um, it was a, a a computer glitch or whatever. Okay, well, if that is the case, you know, I have a master's in it. I wrote I wrote code. Then fix it. Go in there and fix the doggone code because you're the one who wrote the program and told it what to do. Don't be fooled by this, listeners. They're telling the computer system what to do. They're putting the the algorithms and everything in in the computer to tell it what to do. All right. Man and woman, like I said, they program these machines. These machines are inanimate objects. Hello. They are inanimate objects and they are programmed by human beings. But they want human beings to think like these things are on their own. Okay. They want them to think that they have, you know, uh, the, the ability to do this and do that and whatever, because man is so encompassed in a whole nother mindset. That is another uh, uh, topic of discussion, Reginald, that, you know, they want people to think that the, you know, that the, that the computer is the end all be all. And it's, and it's not, you will never, and I said this before, you will never be able to uh, uh, design a machine that can outbeat man's mind for logic and common sense and the speedability that it has. I don't give a frick what you say. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. Okay. A computer can't smell. A computer can't think. I don't care what they're saying. Oh, we got a computer that's, that's making, um, uh, tacos. We have computers that, that's making pizza and all this. So what? And you're, you're told it what to do. You wrote the program and you told it what to do. Okay. Like they were, they had this thing where, um, uh, this, this one, uh, computer regional was, um, uh, making, you know, pouring up coffee. Okay. So here we go with some human, uh, who jobs who were baristas and things like this. But you got a human that's putting, got this, that's filling it up with, uh, cups and coffee when it's running out. You see what I'm saying, Reginald? It's not like that, that little robot can go, okay, I'm taking a bathroom break. I need, I'm going to go get some more cups of what you, you know what I mean, Reginald? So right. it, it's, 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 it's just, it's just so if, if you just think about it, if you just think about it, um, my listeners out there with common sense and logic, it'll start making your eyebrows go. And this is something that I want you guys to, to think about basically everything with common sense and logic. So you can see the truth of what everything is so that you don't falter to any bullshit that's out there. Okay. Now, what did you want to say, Reginald? Well, it's it's not like the computer, you know, you know, people rely on these computers. Not like, you know, like you said, the computers only do what a human being programs it to do. It's not like, you know, a mommy and daddy computer got together and had a baby computer, and you know, there is it, it still has to have a human being to deliver the coffee to the store, deliver the cup to the store, to put the cup in the machine to put the coffee in the machine for the computer to pour the coffee. And again, for the computer, because it's a machine, breaks down, you need a human being to come in and repair it. You're not going to have another computer to come in to repair that computer. So, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's just ridiculous. And it's a way for, again, to eliminate jobs. Uh, and for you to think, oh, that's so great that I have a computer 
uh, or, or machine that's pouring my coffee, but that was somebody's job that was eliminated. That was some college kid's job that was eliminated. That was some uh, uh, working mom part-time job that she had while the kids were at school to make extra money that was eliminated, you know. So it's the human, it's the human touch that's being affected. So, so don't drink the Kool-Aid with all of that BS, you know, and, and feeling good about yourself that some damn computer poured your coffee. Well, here's the thing. This may sound very silly, but, um, you know, computers are not at the end of the day going to go to Target, uh, Marshalls, um, um, uh, they're not going to go to uh, Nordstrom's. They're not going to go to uh, White House Black Market. They're not going to go to Walmart. They're not going to go to any place and go and purchase anything. This is what I'm saying. This is just so stupid to bombard everything with all of this, you know, computer and AI and all of that craziness. And and um and uh, so as I said, so who's going to be okay? So you got the computer pouring up the coffee. If people aren't working, who's going to co- come in there and buy the buy the coffee that the computer is is pouring up? <laughs> it's real simple. It's real simple. Had you kept these people working, then people would have still been able to come into your organization your establishment, however you want to deem it, and continue to do business with you so that, you know, you can be a thriving, uh, you know, a thriving um, organization. How is that going to happen if you get rid of all the jobs? It's just so stupid. They're so blinded by, they're so blinded by, um, 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 they're so, they're so blinded by greed, you know, and, 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 and listening to what's going on, you know, in this stupid, government that we have right now okay so this is why i'm constantly telling you guys to get out there and vote 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 and i hope that i'm giving you some food for thought as i'm discussing this you know with my guests and that we're saying things to you so i hope you have some takeaways and you think about these things you know that's being reported and um you discuss it with your your loved ones um, you know, your coworkers or whatever. And so then you'll, you guys will start looking at this thing differently and maybe actually going out there and joining the union if you have not joined one and supporting the unions if you have not supported one. Because if we start losing the unions and other entities in this organization that make sure that checks and balances are correct, dot, dot, dot. Okay. So I also want to, um, talk about uh um making america kind again i'm i'm you know running a little short on time so i'm trying to get everything in my thing is reginald was it ever in the wake of all the continuum of the downward spiral this country is going through seemingly there is a movement to make america kind again my question to you reginald is was this country ever kind well, it depends on who you were. If you were a Native American and you were moved off your land and you were marched thousands of, of, of miles to uh, a, a desert to hopefully for you to die, no. If you were enslaved um, and you were beaten and, and worked, they'll build this country and not given any monetary fund for it, no. Uh, if you were uh, Irish and... Uh, you know, there were signs that said no Irish or dogs allowed. Uh, no. Uh, so, you know, it kind of depends on 
who you were and what you had monetarily uh, if this was a kind country. Uh, now, again, people don't start with the, well, you hate America. Don't, don't, don't even start with that. Don't even start with that with me. I love this country. I love this country. And loving this country means more than having a flag stuck in front of your house or having a flag on the back of your pickup truck to wave around as you, as you, drive, as you drive around, you know. Um, you can love your children, but that does not mean you're going to agree with everything your children do and not give that child guidance. So just want to throw that out there before the, you know, oh, you don't like America stuff. But, you know, this is a wonderful country. But that's why the founding fathers had to forward that the wherewithal and the forethought to put amendments in the Constitution because we knew that as time went on that things would need to be changed. And it's one thing I talked about in, in one of my groups last week to the young men that I uh, that I do therapy with, I, I talked about amendments. And the okay, of make the make um, excuse me, make it make it quick because I got I'm running out. I got one more thing to talk about. Go ahead. Okay, and I talked about uh, you know amendments in in their life. How how you know how do uh, how can you make amendments and changes for the better or in, in in your life? So so again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the thing is, is that you know my my thing is this: if you want to make America kind again, start with a number of things, which is, um, you know, make laws and things, um, that will protect, uh, that will protect the innocent, um, uh, rectify the situation with the native Americans. Okay. Do that. All right. Um, I also want to say something very quickly to, uh, my listeners as I'm running out of, t- Um, play school crayons have a bestest in it. Now it was reported on the news. Of course, you hear it once and then it goes away. So if any of you out there have purchased play school crayons, please take them back to the store. Um, and or get, you know, it's a bestest. So I know, think a bestest should be discarded, um, in a, you know, in, in a special, uh, way. Uh, but I just want you to know that. And if your kids are in school, you know, make sure when you drop them off, tell the administration, listen, hey, I hear that uh, play school uh, crayons have a bestest in it. You can look it up online and uh, and it'll tell you it has a bestest, which then here we go. Another thing that should be uh, no longer useful in this country at all, as I'm saying, is a bestest because it is strictly harmful. OK, the uh, here's my other thing is LeBron James. You are fabulous. I commend you for all of what you are doing to assist children with an education, something that our government is not doing. Um, your comment on that, uh, Reginald? You know, it's, I, I, I totally commend him and, and Oprah and Bill Gates and, and Melinda Gates and other people like that who uh, take um, and, and do things to improve the betterment of the lives of, of especially children. We have somebody like LeBron James who opens a school for children, but we have the head of education, Department of Education, who spends the Department of Education's money on trips and 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 Rolex watches and frivolous BS like that. You know, I mean, it is it, it is not LeBron James' job. He's not a, a representative. He's not a politician or anything. It's not his job to do that. And that's why it's so commendable when people like LeBron James, Bill Gates, 
Oprah Winfrey who do things like that because it is the job of the government. It is the government's job to do that. Again, people don't uh, drink the Kool-Aid about what the government should or shouldn't be doing and how government is bad and evil. You know, they started that mm-hmm. during Reagan to talk about how, how bad government is. And that's to suck you into the belief that, you know what, the government should be, shouldn't be doing anything for us. No, the government is for, by the people for the people. That's the way it should be. I also want to say is that, you know, I myself am embarking on another leg of my journey. I have started delivering book bags to grammar schools. Um, and in my book bags, these are brand new book bags. Okay. Um, um, and so I am aligning myself up with organizations and things to donate book bags. And then in these book bags, I have school supplies. It may not be every single supply that a child needs, but it gives them a good start and something that will help the child and the parent or parents to take, a, uh, you know, some of the, you know, the stress off of them, um, you know, in wanting to do everything that they can do and to help their, their child. Okay. Well, Reginald, I have run out of time. Uh, it goes by very, very quickly. My listeners, I wish you the best. Um, we will be, um, seeing you again in, uh, two weeks. Um, I will have, uh, the world's best mental health therapist, uh, with me. We never know. I may have, a, uh, another guest on as well. The thing is to, is to always tune in. I do have a podcast. Please download the talkzone.com um uh app if you have not already um you can also google me here's teresa and uh anything that you want to hear i you know i am archived all of my programs i'm very proud of 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 what i talk about on my shows um and i know that i'm uh, i know that i am doing things to help people because that is my intention have a blessed day May God surround you all with the fiery hedge of protection. This is Teresa E. Keeves. Make it a fabulous day. 